Amen. Thank you, Martin and choir, and for leading us in worship this morning, and thank you all who participated in worship today. You know, our, our Lord desires the worship and praise of his people. I, I believe that to be the case, and, you know, every time we have that opportunity to gather and worship him, it ought to be a privilege of us, uh, of ours, and, and I count that to be a privilege that God gives us breath, he gives us life to be able to worship him. Um, for those who have issues with worship, then, well, you're going to have a problem in heaven because that's what we're going to be doing for eternity, right? We're going to be singing praises to our, our God forever. Uh, so what a joyful, joyful note. Uh, you know, we, um, we end this past year, uh, 2020, looking forward to 2021. And for the last couple of weeks, I, I know for myself, I've been able to just kind of stop for a for a little while, not much. Uh, I believe Christmas really wore me out. I'll tell you that I was just talking to somebody earlier. Uh, all the things that we had planned and leading up to Christmas Day, uh, I feel like I had Christmas fatigue. And you've been there before, right? You've experienced the busyness of the holidays and the season that we have. And so for a couple, two or three days there, it was just like, man, I've got to get up uh, and I've got to just carry on with the day. But the Lord has provided that rest that, that I needed, not just physically, but also spiritually. And I was thinking about that, how it relates to us, the church, how it relates to you as individuals, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and how this idea of being renewed by the Spirit of God and how it, how it feels and what it looks like and, and why it's important. You know, as I was considering the new year and needing that personal renewal myself, that personal respite to to take some time before the Lord and to prepare my heart for this new year, to prepare my, my body for the new year. Now, that's a work in progress, I'll tell you. But we always have uh, resolutions that we need to make. We always have, you know, initiatives or we set goals for ourselves. And we always want to be better the year ahead of us than we were the, the past. I would say that this past year has brought uh, a, a, a huge amount of challenges for us all. Would, would you agree? I'm not here today to tell you anything new. 2020 has been a challenge. It has been, for, for so many, probably the most challenging year of your life. And for those who uh, you might not think that would be the case, but I would say in general, it has been a very challenging year for us. Uncertainty, fear, doubt, uh, the idea of really thinking about things that we've never had to think about before or taking them to such a level that we would have to close church for a season. You, you know, I, I've been in my own spirit just challenged with all of those things throughout this year, looking at the grand picture and the grand scheme of how we as a church navigate the, the year that we, want, we, we just had. And how do we move forward, right? How do we move forward into 2021? Uh, keeping in mind all these challenges, they're, they're not going away, but how do we remain focused on the mission that God has called us to? I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul when he tells us that, you know, I put to bed what's behind. That's my layman's term. I put to the past those things which are behind me and I strain toward that goal, right? That prize that is awaiting us. I told the church several months ago that our mission stays the same. 
That no matter what's going on in the world, the mission that Jesus Christ himself left us remains the same. And it is the integral part. It is the, the foundation of who we are as a church, and it must be the motivation that keeps us moving forward. I believe without a mission, we just sit down and do nothing, right? So with that mission, we stay focused, and it gives us reason, it gives us hope, and it gives us the reality that we are here for an incredible purpose. 2021 offers us the same thing 2020 offered us, and that is there are still men, women, boys, and girls in Cedartown, Georgia, in Polk County, in northwest Georgia, the entire state, and the entire nation and world that need Jesus Christ. They need a relationship with him. And without a relationship with Jesus Christ, through understanding that he died for their sins, opening their life up and saying that, you know what, I believe that Jesus Christ died. I believe that he rose from the dead. They're hopeless in their sin. They're without the hope that is truly offered by knowing him personally. So that mission remains the same. It ought to be our focus, and it will remain our focus in 2021. Will it be different? Well, it might be. We might have to do things a little bit different. We've been talking about that this whole year. We've been having to adapt. We've been having to change our strategy. We've been having to do many things that we may not have done in the past, but I will tell you they're all because we want to stay loyal to the mission. This idea of renewal has what's brought me to a very familiar passage. This idea of restoring my, my spirit and restoring my soul to a place that God can use me, it brings me to a very familiar passage, Psalm 23. You might know it by heart. I'm sure you do. I want to read it for you this morning because it's where I'm at. It's where I believe we need to be. I believe it's something we ought to consider as we head into this new year. It's already a, a third of the month. It's already gone almost, right? Or a quarter at least. Uh, the, uh, life is moving. Time is flying by, as I've always learned. But our mission remains the same. And I believe this is what we need from the Lord this morning. Psalm 23, the Lord says, Lord is my shepherd. David writes, I have no wants. I have no needs. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet or still waters. He renews my life, or he restores my life. He leads me along the paths of righteousness' sake, even when I walk or go through the valley of the shadow of death or the darkest valley. I fear no danger or evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is the passage, this is the scripture that the Lord has brought me this last week and a half. Because I believe as we end 2020 and begin the new year, the thing I need personally and I believe what we all need is we need the Lord to renew our hearts. We need the Lord to renew our spirit. Right there in the verse, verse 3, he renews or he restores my life. What does that mean? This idea of being restored or this idea of renewal is this concept of going back or bringing back anew. I don't know about you, but I've said it before. I just wish things would go back to normal, right? Have you said it this year? I just wish things were like they used to be, maybe like the good old days. Well, I've said this before, and I believe it now. 
the good old days, that ship has probably already sailed. Going back to what it used to be, that may be a hard thing to do. And for most of us, looking back, because we are quick adapters, it's just human nature, we don't even know what normal is anymore. We really don't even know what going back, what are we going back for? That's why I believe that, as I've said to you, and I've said it from the very beginning in March, that instead of looking at what we're experiencing as a country and as individual families, as hard as it's been, not just to look at this as just kind of a a kink in our armor or something that's cogging our gears, but maybe let's look at it as maybe what God, what are you doing this for? What have you taught me in 2020 that's going to help me to be a better worker and servant for you in 2021? What, Lord, is, have you done in 2020 to prepare me for 2021? What lies ahead? Because we can't sit here and say it can't get any worse because it could. We can't sit here and say that, well, we're glad this is going, and I see it all the time, and I hear people say, I am glad 2020 is over. But just because we close the book on 2020 doesn't mean everything is mysteriously better. And so that's why I believe we still, as we've sing already, we just sang it as a choir, God is faithful, right? Do you know the same God that got us through 2020 is the same God that's going to see us through 2021? He's going to sustain us. And if you're empty today, if you're hopeless, broken, bewildered, tired, whatever adjective to fill in that blank, It is the Lord who is our good shepherd that will renew your soul. He will give you exactly what you need. Because you know what the shepherd does? He cares for his sheep. He cares for you. He cares for me. 2020, our shepherd didn't take a vacation. He didn't just leave us on the hillside of uh, wandering and trying to figure out our own way. But no, he was there. He was present. He was protecting us from ultimate dangers. He was protecting us from evils. He was comforting us when we were sad. He was giving us hope and giving us joy throughout the difficulties of this past year. And you know what he'll do next year? He'll do the same. This year, he'll do the same. You see, that's what the shepherd does. He cares for his sheep. And the thing that I am so so hopeful about is this is that when I am really down to nothing and I'm to the end of my self and I'm, I'm to the end of my nerves, they're what my mom used to say, my nerves are frazzled. Or your nerves ever get frazzled? When you're at the end of yourself, that's when the shepherd comes and he renews you and he restores you and he makes right all those wrongs and he gives you a a new perspective, and he gives you a new identity ultimately when you know him. And so this idea, this immaterial part of our our body, it's not the physical. It's not what we put on the exterior because you know what? In 2021, even if 20, this past year has been bad, we can really put on some new clothes that we got at Christmas or you can put on uh, some new cologne or, or, or you can dress the part, but your soul, right? And this is what David is saying here. Your soul can still be empty. You can clean up the exterior, but still your soul is longing for. 
You're still searching for. And so the psalmist here is saying that as a good shepherd leads us and guides us, he brings us back to that place to where we are filled, to where we are content, to where we find peace again. You see, he leads us by these still waters. He leads us to green pastures. He provides for us. He gives us what we need. He knows us better than we know ourselves, and he cares for us that way. I love the scripture because if we use this idea of shepherd and sheep, and we see it all through scripture, Jesus himself said it as the good shepherd, as he considered that, you know what? He told the story that the sheep are so special to the shepherd that even when there's a hundred and one goes away and strays, what does the shepherd do? He leaves the 99 and he goes find the one because that's how special and that's how important that one sheep is. I know many people feel like that this world has just singularly fallen on their shoulders. That, that this world has, has really turned, them, um, turned against them. There's people today who just watch the news and I've been watching it lately. I've been trying to clear my system a little bit. I smile more, I think, now. Maybe you can take advice from that as well, but that's another story. And, and I see people that have, are interviewed, and I just see people, and I, and I read, read stories, or I see it on Facebook or social media, and, and you can tell really quickly where a person stands with their maker, really quickly about where they stand and where they, their hope is. Because when something's taken from an individual, and this year we've talked about our freedoms being taken. I've got to wear a mask. I can't do this. I've got to socially distance. All these words, these are new words for 2020, right? We didn't talk about this in 2019. But if your hope and your joy and your soul is based upon those things which are exterior, then yes, you're going to feel very empty right now. You're going to feel like, you know what, the world is crumbling. But what I want to tell you is this, no matter what's crumbling around you, if your heart is right with the good shepherd who is our God and creator, then you'll have a different perspective. You'll be able to see through these challenges. You'll be able to rise above these challenges. And I'm going to tell you, for a moment, I, yes, I will sound like a person that's, you know, uh, that, that all is going to be well and all is going to be good, because it is. I don't care what you face in life, how bad it gets, when you are born again and your heart is renewed by the Spirit of God, then your perspective changes. You can face the challenging days with a smile on your face. What makes us different? Well, it's the Spirit that lives inside of us. What makes us different from the world? It's the Spirit that's guiding us. I believe, as the Scripture is saying, He restores or He renews my life. We all, in some way, shape, form, this new year, we need a personal revival in our lives. You may not believe it. Well, you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Probably you're not. I'm not. Why is that? Well, we still live in this. We're still bondage to this flesh. You're not good. Our flesh hinders us from being where we need to be as people. 
That's why the Apostle Paul says, you know, the things I ought to do, I don't do. And the things I ought not do, those are the things I'm drawn to. That is the flesh, that is the body we live in. And so constantly, this renewal must take place in our lives. It's not just a one-time thing. I think it's a daily thing. We need to depend daily on God's provision and his providing for us that replenishment to our soul every single day. Because I would, I would suggest to you that the further you get down the road, not experiencing that revival or that restoration of your soul, the harder it will be to revive it. The brain can only go so long without oxygen. The spirit of a person can only go so long without the spirit of God. Think about that. It is the spirit that makes people alive in the first place. And it is the spirit of God that will sustain us through whatever life throws at us. I recognize that for some here this morning, you may not know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You may not know him personally. You may not have a relationship with him. So this idea of your spirit being renewed, that's just, I don't know what you're talking about. Life is fine. Life is good. Bills are paid. Everything seems to be going okay. I have a job. Because that is the world's standard, right? That's the world's standard of what is okay. But sadly, on the inside, you're crumbling. Sadly, on the inside, you're trying to grab on to whatever sense of normalcy you can. But I promise you, God, who is our good shepherd, is there to give you everything you need. Just the picture of a shepherd and his sheep. He leads them to green pastures. He leads them to fresh water. They're able to lay down even with danger on the horizon. I want you to think about your life this year. Has it been challenging? Yes. Do you think the Lord has really given you an extra measure of grace just to be able to sustain it, be, get through it? Absolutely. Does the Lord still love you even though you've had COVID, getting over it, have family with it? Does God still love you? Absolutely. doesn't make the future any different. But if we're going to be the church that we need to be, if we're going to be the people of God that we need to be, then we're going to have to draw our strength from him. We're going to allow him to renew our lives every single day. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians says, we're afflicted in every way but not crushed. We're, we're perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may be made visible or put on display in our bodies. Do you know, I believe that as challenging as life has become for us, God has given us a greater opportunity to share the gospel with this world. Because what the world is doing is looking at the church and how we respond. If we respond to crisis and events the same way the world does, you know what the world will say? Well, they're no different. 
What difference does Jesus make? What difference does the church make? I don't need that. It's not a value to my life. So when challenging times come, then we're able to say the hope and to share the hope that is within us, to give an account of what makes us different, what gives us, well, how can you uh, address that situation in that way, pastor? How can you smile in a situation like this? How can you have joy? Don't you see what's happening? I do, and I hear, and I know, but I know my God is greater than all of those situations. And so because of that, I am strengthened. I am renewed. So how does, the, how does God renew us? As a church, as a people, how does God renew us? I believe first and foremost, God renews us through his word. I want you to think about that for a moment. God renews us through his word. Who's the word? Jesus, right? John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. No greater time of the year than the, than the weeks that we've just gone through at Christmas time to focus on that very integral truth of who God is. God became man and he came to earth for us. God himself came and dwelt with us, but he was on a mission to save us. That ought to bring you joy. That ought to bring you hope. But not just that. We had Jesus in the flesh, but we also have his word to sustain us, right? How many times Frank and I were this morning talking about how times in your life when you're just empty, you're broken, and the Lord just in your heart of hearts just takes you to a passage, right? Or, or he uses someone to encourage you. Or you hear a song even. Or you see a, a post. God can use, and use any of these means to just prompt us to his word. And what happens to your soul? Well, it's uplifted. It's encouraged. You see, the word is and ought to be a lamp unto our feet, right? A light to our path. It's powerful, right? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to, to accomplish in our lives more than we could ever do ourselves. This new year, I just want to encourage you, be in the Word. Be in the Word. I was so, I've been so encouraged, even this morning, uh, about those who followed us on a journey to read through the Scripture this past year. I've had several who have talked to me about Pastor, this is the first time I've done anything like this. I've read through the scripture. So this year, we're going to do the same. But I'm going to give you two options. One is, find a Bible reading plan that you choose and you read it starting today or tomorrow. It's kind of our first week together. Or, if you wait online this afternoon, I'll be posting the plan that God has given to me for us to journey together. Because I believe a daily dose of God's word in your life, however you get it, sitting down, riding in your car, reading it through, but having a systematic plan will help you. It will help me. It's just like anything. If you don't plan, you're going to fail. So having a plan will help you feed your soul every single day. As a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to be growing in his word. 
Because without it, where would we be? Where would we be? Think about this. This past year without the word of God in your life. I say it all the time. I know Wayne preaches so many funerals in our community. I appreciate him for that. It's not why I keep him around, but I appreciate Wayne for being here. He preaches a lot of funerals. He has been here a long time, knows so many people. And he would agree with you the same as I'm about to tell you. In times of loss, in times of tragedy, and he has seen a lot. Many of you have been through a lot. Without the word in your life, where would you be? Facing eternity without the hope that the word of God offers. Man, I've sit with families. I've sit with patients. And I can just see it in their eyes. I can see the difference a relationship with Christ or a home that's built around the word of God. I can see the difference. I can see the, the peace that just comes over a family who is dealing with this type of tragedy or news. I can just see how the word just fills a person, but I've also at the same time seen the despair. I've seen the distraught. I've seen the, I don't know. And that's frightening. It's frightening to see. I'm here to tell you that the word of God will not just renew you, but it will get you through the most difficult, difficult days of your life. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where my family would be. This year was tragic for my family. The loss of someone young and close, my mom. Never would have have thought it in a million years that today, two days ago, we'd have just found out in less than two months gone. Many have this same story. I'm going to the store and you don't come back. I'll see you later, but you don't. We don't know what 2020 will bring, 2021 will bring, but I know what God will do. He will be faithful. He will sustain you. He will renew you. And he will place you right where you need to be. But we must be willing as sheep. We're sheep. We're all our sheep. And I know Nora Cook had these sheep out here for our live nativity. Do you know what sheep are? They're pretty dumb animals. They really are. They constantly need attention. We constantly need directing. We constantly need guiding. God is there to do that. His word is there to guide us to reveal in us what's lacking, to give to us, to provide for us what's lacking, and to help us be the believer, be the Christian that we ought to be. 2021 will be in its own right challenging too. 
And my prayer is, is that every one of us from this day forward is readied. Not because we have this mentality of we got to, you know, pull it up by the bootstraps and tighten it up and we're going to do it because it's up to be. No, we are who we are because of God who strengthens us. It's not because we have great intellect or we have great skills. None of those things. It's all because God is working and leading and using us. And ultimately, it ought to be for his glory. 2021, here it is. It's on us. Today, we're in the new year is here. How are you going to serve the Lord this year? How are you going to be used by him? What did you learn this past year that you're going to put into practice this new? I know with the help of my God, I'm going to commit to being all I can for him. The enemy, he doesn't, doesn't want a church getting excited about people getting saved. The enemy doesn't want to see a church preaching the truth. The enemy doesn't want a church helping people in need. The enemy doesn't want a church sharing the gospel or singing praises to Jesus' name. The enemy wouldn't want us gathering just like this. The enemy wouldn't want us to rise above fear. He'd want us to be fearful. The enemy would want us to roll over or to give up or to wave the white flag. But I'm here to tell you that our God not only will renew your soul and restore your spirit that has probably been drained this past year, but he will put you, what I like to call, on new heights, maybe in a place that you'd never been before, maybe on a level or on a plane that, you know what, I see things differently now. You know, when you go to the top of a mountain, you see things you never see from the valley. Maybe, just maybe, that's where God wants us to be. Maybe, just maybe, that's where God's sending us and putting us as a church. That's going to be my prayer, is that God would use First Baptist Church, Cedartown, Georgia, to make much of his name this new year for the rest of our lives. However long God has us on this earth, no matter, I don't care if it's one day or another hundred years, that God would get the glory and he would use you and I to accomplish that. Would you join me as we pray? Father, we love you. And God, I'm thankful for your word that just encourages me. God, I'm thankful that As I read this passage, such a simple passage, I learned it as a kid and so many of us did. But sometimes we'll gloss over or we'll just pass that passage quickly. But how important it is to know, God, it's you that renews us. It's you that restores us. It's you, Lord, that gives us everything that we need. And so, God, for that, we're extremely grateful. So, Lord, I just pray that if, if there's some in this place this morning that is walking into this new year uncertain about their future, and I'm not just talking about their future, of where they're going to eat lunch, 
where their next job will be. But they're unsure about their eternal future. That God, I would pray that today your spirit would just tug at their hearts and let them feel an uneasiness about that security. And Lord, just draw them to yourself and that the spirit would awaken their soul to know and to believe and that today they would trust Christ for salvation. That this new year would be a new start, a new beginning as one or maybe others or multiple or family to turn from following the world and maybe for the very first time following you with their life. God, I pray that this new year you will save souls, that you will bring life to lives which are dead to sin, dead in sin. That, God, you will bring restoration to souls which are beaten up and downtrodden this year. That, God, you will bring about revival in our hearts and throughout this community. And that this time next year, Lord, we can look back at a year that has been filled with the kingdom of God being expanded. Because, God, we have led people to embrace the name of Jesus Christ, to grow in him, and then to take that knowledge and to take that relationship out into a world to change it. So, God, help us as a church to be faithful to that end. Provide everything we need, Lord. Provide everything we need in resources and manpower and workers for the kingdom. Because, God, we want to give you the glory that you deserve. For we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. I'm going to invite Keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just a sum of every high and every Again, just who I am because I need to know.